Well, then I guess that means I'm Patrick. This is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys With Issues. So many issues. <laughs> and today on Guys With Issues, we're going to talk about Action Comics from the New 52, written by Grant Morrison. Correct. Yeah. This is actually Superman. the, the Superman. second thing we have read <laughs> from Grant Morrison. It is. I had to look it up because I'm like, ah, that Shazam. name. Yeah, that name sounds real familiar. Yeah. Yep. So I went That's back cool. through. I did, I did not recognize the name at all. You didn't remember that? Heck no. What? How dare you? Will doesn't listen to the podcast. I don't just pay attention. Remember? <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> That's how it oh, works. Oh, man. That's how the magic happens. Hey, Will. Hey. How, how's your New Year's resolution going about, we're two weeks in, have you listened to any episodes? Nope. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I must have said it on the podcast. Yeah, you said it on well, the New Year's <laughs> To be fair, I said you should do that, and you said there's no way. Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't, yeah. You didn't act. So you're actually doing very well on your you, resolution you of not listening. You have be- stayed resolute to your guns of not participating in the audience. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> so, before we get into action, before, before we before get into the, the action... action we're going to talk about nonsense like always. And we did remember that Patrick went to an Asian fusion restaurant. I did. What I did. was it called? Zing. And what did you think? I thought it was really good. Really good? Yeah. I probably spent too much money, but I thought it was really good. I Any, enjoyed all the things I got. Anything that has a description of fusion mm-hmm. in their restaurant title or, or sure. you know description <laughs> is going to be expensive. <laughs> it's fair. If you use Fusion, it's not going to be cheap. <laughs> They're like, it's an extra $5 to use that word. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It was really good, though. I What'd you it. get? I got, Will and uh, I want to know. I got uh, two different sushi rolls, and I got uh, some miso soup, and some... That is really good. Um, oh, what was it? It was a tea of some sort. It was a tea I've never had before. Barley tea. Barley tea? Yes. What was that like? Delicious, and I would like more of barley it. Barley tea? I've had barley it's, soup. It was very earthy. Mm. And it was... Oh, you were drinking mud? I was drinking mud. Hey, that's a that's a thing. I see ads for it on YouTube <laughs> all the time. The mud right. water. Mud water. Yeah, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't take... Uh, Health advice from a podcast about comics. We're not talking about health. I said I see an ad. Yeah, but that's what people say. Oh, that's it's right. Really dumb. Yeah. yeah. What mud water? Right. Is that the mushroom thing? No, I think it's literal mud. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a thing. I know that I've well, I mean, seen. There's a mushroom drink that's supposed to be like coffee for people. That... Right. I've heard that. That's fine. I think it's mud with two D's. Sure. Try but there's actual itself. mud in There it? is a portion of the internet that people are selling other people mud and dirt to drink. Wow. Yes. 
did your barley tea have any mud in it? I don't believe so. <laughs> You're like, but now I'm wondering. <laughs> it was no, it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Well, that makes sense because it had to have been. So it was like a savory tea, mm-hmm. like it was. Oh very, yeah, very yes. Really, it's more yeah. like a broth. I almost want to go back now. So thank you for reminding me. That's what I was going to well, ask. Is did it taste more like broth? It was a bit brothy. Really? Yeah, a okay. little bit. Like a very light broth, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know there are some like uh, juice places that will sell bone broth. Like you just get a cup of bone well, broth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, done, I've done that. Just, you know, go to the grocery store. You don't have to go places. Well, you have to go to the grocery store. Unless you're really... Uh, Unless you want to make your own make bone your broth. Own bone broth. You can do that. And, and raise your own whatever you're making the bone broth out of. You'd still have to go to the store for feed. <laughs> you can raise your own feed. Wow. The you seeds. could technically do it. <laughs> you'd have to without only, technically going to you'd the have store. To, <laughs> you'd could... have to start with one store trip for seeds. Well, you wouldn't. I mean, hay fields, you could. You know, I'm just saying, you could technically do it without <laughs> going to a store. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. It'll take you years. Just go to the store. <laughs> and pay like $3 for, pay a, like, yeah. for a thing of stock or something. 3 to $5, whatever it is now, since prices are stupid. Uh, yeah. But overall, so you had good sushi. You had good tea. Oh, yes. What did the what did your companions get, Your the ladies who were with you? Uh, I believe they got a bento box. Oh, okay. And uh, a couple of soups, and I don't really remember. How was their miso there? Comparable to anywhere? or, or... I would say comparable to okay. just about anywhere. It was good. It was tasty. Miso's pretty standard. I need to get me some uh, miso paste so I can I've, make my own soup. I've done that before. We've made miso at home. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. Yeah. Yeah. But, so you enjoyed it. I did. Will has a look on his face like so he wants I to say the... <laughs> so many puns or something. I do. It's the word miso. I was going to say, he wants to say miso something yeah. and... <laughs> Just and then we said super to soup, and I just imagine he probably <laughs> really was the phrase I make miso at home. <laughs> make uh, miso what at home? Comfortable. Mm. If everything's ideal, usually I make miso tired at home. <laughs> oh my! No, not unless you're oh. buying it like laundry and dishes. I am. Uh, I am. Uh, right. That's funny. But. Ooh, my responsibilities. <laughs> but yeah, awesome. Yeah. So you would would you go back then, other than the tea? Yeah. I would try probably the bento box. You wouldn't necessarily get like the sushi again. The reason it was so expensive was the special sushi rolls that I got. Yeah, and, and they were very good, and I would like to eat them again, but I, th- I was thinking maybe a bento box the next time. Yeah. yeah. Sushi rolls, especially if they're not the basic ones at nicer Japanese places are always expensive. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. at least for our income. The the three of us sitting in this room, that would be considered on the pricier side of things. <laughs> yes, but it was a special occasion, so I just right? I got what I wanted. And how was your movie that you saw? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> how do you not know? Well, you see, it was a musical. A, it was a musical, which I didn't know about. I didn't know that either. B... Every time a musical number would start, the background music overpowered the main lyrics of the song. Mm. So I don't know. It could have been a great movie. Maybe not. 
I don't know, because I only heard 50% of it. <laughs> wow. You yeah. went and watched, what was it, The uh, Color Purple? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to say The Color Purple. <laughs> color Purple. But bring it back. Yeah, that's a that's a shame. It is. Like, it stinks to go to a movie and the sound mix to be off. Yeah. I, I wanted, it's frustrating. I wanted, I, to this, to be honest, I probably would never have watched it again. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of want to watch it at home to see if it was a sound mix in the theater. Oh, or to see if it was like the mix that they or, did or to for see the if track. It, right. Yeah. And I just, I just don't. I don't know. But I don't know if I'm interested enough to watch it again. So very short tangent on sound mixing for movies. Uh, because a lot of people will complain when they stream a movie that there are scenes where you can barely hear people. like, Or if you're watching it on headphones like on your phone or your tablet. Um, and there's an interesting science behind how they do the mix for the movie theater and how most of them do not change that for the basic releases. And because of the speaker setup and locations uh, specifically engineered for sound in theaters, they will... Um, they will then have a problem when they're on normal streaming and on television because uh, the like the lows will be too low, and that's why so many movies end up. You feel like you almost have to turn subtitles on. Oh, my mom everything. does. It's sure. it's it has to do with a problem with how they mix for modern theaters uh, versus the release that comes for home. I feel like we've talked about this. Maybe. I don't know. I watched a video on it. We do talk about a lot of things. We do. I don't remember this being on the podcast. No, no. I um, mean, you just you and I. Oh, okay. I thought you meant right. on the podcast. No, not the podcast. And I said, I don't believe we did. You and I probably did talk about that because I watched, most likely I watched the video. Like this would have been months and months ago. Sure. And I probably was like, Patrick, you'll think this is really interesting. Right. And so most so, likely. Sounds like our interactions yeah, a right. lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> You like hearing stuff? Let me tell you about this thing I learned about hearing. What? <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, anyway. I'm here to help. Yeah, because you work in IT. That's like your main role. Right. right. <laughs> well, it used to be. I kind of put that oh, off to my now you Now you delegate as a good leader should. Sure. As my leadership emails have been focused right. on delegation. I've noticed. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. So, Will, do you have anything to talk about? Did you do anything since the last time we saw you? Uh, I did. I went and watched the Godzilla Minus One movie. Oh, that's right, because I was... almost said I was going to try to go with you, but you said you guys were going super late at night. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we went uh, kind of late on a Saturday night. It was like mm. a 9 p.m. show. And that's why I didn't go. That's fair. The movie got out. Quarter after eleven, I think. Oof. Yeah, it was like. Did you one doze at all, or were you good? No, I was good. Okay. We uh, we went to Toyo Grill. Ooh, right I've, there on Edison. I've it's, been there. It, it's a. I have not. It's a good little hole in the wall. It is. It's very good. I had the sushi boat. My sister and my older no. sister and I went, and we split the cost <coughs> of a sushi boat because you'd have to. Do you? Yeah, because they're it's like, like <laughs> and the price went up because they put this little like white sticker over it and. <laughs> Wrote a new price and it's oh, like one hundred and seventy five dollars. What? Or maybe like one sixty. It's it's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, when we went, it was like eighty or ninety. But it's, this would have been like fifteen years ago. That's fair. <laughs> right. Yeah, I also got a couple sushi rolls that were delicious. Yeah, their sushi is good. So you both had sushi recently. Heck yeah. yeah. Did you also have miso? I did not have any miso. Did you have any tea? 
I did because <laughs> uh, in that same plaza, you guys are twinning ever since Christmas. There's so many, <laughs> right? Uh, in that same plaza where Toyo is, there's this place called Kung Fu Tea. Uh huh. And it was with my brother and my sisters. Did they have did the lazy Kung Fu tea pots where you like turn a spigot and it fills your stuff? Do they have no like panda decorations? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway yeah, we. Uh, so you had tea there. After Toyo went around and we all got tea. Yeah. I had a honey oolong milk tea. Oh, that sounds delicious. I had was... an oolong tea last weekend. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, we're I, triplets I... now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've never had oolong tea before. I had neither. And I'm like, I'll try this. And with honey, it's very fruity. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I've had it before. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't put anything in mine, and it just tastes like normal tea then. <laughs> like, almost like just like Lipton, you brewed it in. Like, it just reminded me of normal, like, black tea is the vibe I got. Hmm. But it was completely normal, basic oolong with nothing in it. Oh. Hmm. There you go. Wow. Wow. This has become a tea podcast. Yeah. We're a bunch uh, of teapots. The, we do seem to like Teapod. That. The teapot is the name of the communication device in the 2011 Ninja Turtles. And oh, is they it? They call it the teapot for their cell phones. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Weird. But yeah, then we went down, because in that same plaza is Warehouse Comics. Oh, and that's where you... So that so you text... Yeah. You went to the comic shop before the movie. Yeah. We had some time mm. to kill. Yeah. Because you text me at like seven or yeah. something. Yeah. And it's uh, where I found your comics, and they have all kinds of like Funko Pops, action figures... They had some like rare collectible comics. I saw one that was like fifteen hundred dollars. I'm like, mm, not for me. Their <laughs> online store sold a rare comic for like thirty five. Wow. Yeah, they probably don't display that. Yeah, no. It's in the back room in a safe. Yeah. 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 What are we talking? Thirty five cents. Thirty five dollars. Thirty five hundred dollars. That's a. That's a lot more than thirty five cents. <laughs> Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fact. So I believe you. And and yeah, yeah so was, we, it was packed in there too because they were playing. I think they had like a magic, magic the gathering tournament going on. That so doesn't surprise me. Most there were a many lot comic shops also are game stores right. for, for magic or hero clicks. Right. Yeah. And then they had so. a bunch of minis in this whole back room that looked like it was set up for Dungeons and Dragons. And cool. Uh, we went to a, and we watched. So it's basically like a chimps in Mishawaka. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. 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 How was Gojira minus one? It was really good. I liked it. Well, I'm glad you got to see it and that it was good. I also went and had tea, like the two of you. Nice. What a fun coincidence, though. A coincidence. Like what? None of us go out and get tea like that. On anything that would be considered a regular basis. Nope. <laughs> at all. So the fact that all three of us did is crazy. It, it really is kind of crazy. It is serendipitous. It is a total chance of, of a good thing. Right. So my wife and I attended high tea 
in Niles, Michigan, at a mm. shop called Apotheca Tea. And high tea consists of, uh, you got this really good mushroom and brie soup, mm. and this tiered three courses of like finger foods, um, like very uh, traditional, like you got your scone, scone, is that what I got? I think. And, uh, and you're like clotted cream and your raspberry preserve. And then you had this puff pastry that had um, stuff that kind of made it taste like a little mini pizza. And you had finger sandwiches with uh, Granny Smith apple and Havarti mm-hmm. cheese on cinnamon swirl bread. And there was goat cheese. It said cheesecake. They were like mini like bite-sized things. Mm-hmm. And they had this uh, juniper like this. It almost reminded me of like candied onion, but it said it was juniper. Um, and then there was a red velvet cupcake and this um, cream that was almost like a cross between pudding and frosting. It was chocolate and delicious. And uh, there were these um, cherry shortcakes with cherry frosting. And and it was good. And you got two pots of tea plus an, an additional, they give you a teapot for your table that's like the tea of the day. And that was the oolong. Oh, so, nice. Um, and then I got this tea called Indigo Blue that Patrick has now tried. I have. And it's super, super smelly good. That is tasty. And tasty. But my what does wife it taste I, like? Well. Describe I, it. I would say it a bit I think fruity. The, it is fruity because yeah. the, I think the lemon and the apple come right, through. Right, they do. Um, and it's this cool blue color because of this uh, butterfly pea blossoms. Mm-hmm. Um, P-E-A. Because every time I say it to people, they're like, butterfly, what? And I'm like, it's... <laughs> you had a anyway. butterfly do what in your tea? <laughs> and so... Poor butterfly. Uh, but yeah, it was... And my wife got this apple cinnamon tea. And then I had Lady Grey, which I didn't know was a thing. Yeah. Because uh, it's Earl Grey, but with lavender, basically. It's not as strong as... It's, it has less bergamot in it. That's yeah. the... Which the is what you like about your... Lady Grey. Well, this had additional lavender. That's fine. Which is what I liked. Oh. That's why I got it. Instead of getting normal Earl Grey or something, because I was just going to get like a basic black tea. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. You get a table for like two hours uh, when you make your reservation. I bought some loose leaf tea to bring back and to share. Um, I got this turmeric ginger chai tea, and I tried it last night, and it's okay. I'm glad I didn't get the whole pot of it there. Um, yeah, I don't like it nearly as much as the Indigo Punch. So, but ginger and turmeric are supposed to be like very like health beneficial for yes. you. So I drink a lot of teas that have both of those things. Yeah. Um, turmeric teas I like because they remind me of dr- eating like curry and things like yeah, that. It has yeah. that vibe. Um, I have a peach ginger turmeric uh, that is awesome. Hmm. And I have a honey ginger turmeric uh, that's really good. But this, this chai one, it's a, it's, Decent, but I don't like it nearly as much as the Sounds other. Sounds like the I chai, May, but like see, I chai, like chai tea. But maybe the chai do. with the ginger and turmeric, not everything goes together. Maybe, but um, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. It was still good. It's not that it's bad. I just wouldn't buy it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it enough that I will drink what I bought, but it won't be one that I'm like, ah, oh, like this indigo punch i would get it every time i go up there i like it that much yeah it's really good yeah um 
because the smell is so strong, but the tea's a lot lighter than what you expect it, it to is. be. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> tea anyway. talk. High tea, tea talk. <laughs> we had Japanese I was tea. wondering if... I want to know what barley tea tastes it's, like it's, now, it's, man. It's really I want to know if the owner of high tea is named Heidi. It's apotheca tea. High tea is like uh, the thing. Oh, never mind. Then. The event. Yes. High tea is a traditional like afternoon thing. So I've been to this place. Have you? Apothecary yeah, coincidentally, I was talking about it, and he goes, "I went there, and <laughs> I didn't." Go and it's to... an hour away, so that's pretty coincidental. Yeah, I didn't go to high tea when I went there. I just went in. No, you had a pot of tea. Right. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so the front end looks like a coffee shop, right? Right. And that's the only place that I was in. Yeah, and then a, this big side room is like a conservatory-looking room where mm. they do high tea, so it's a little more formal. They have a little china cabinet in the back, and they tell you to go pick out your teacup that you want to use. And so I go back there. My wife picks one with these, like, lavender flowers that looks like a teacup she has at home. And it's, like, normal-sized. Everybody's drinking normal-sized teacups. (laughs) Sure. And I'm looking because the waitress said, go back and pick a cup and just pick the cup that makes you happy. And I looked at my wife and being the way I can be sometimes, I said, what if I can't find a cup that makes me happy? And she was (laughs) like, well, then just pick one. And so we go back and I'm looking and a lot of them are just like traditional white floral like teacups. Stereotypical teacups. Now then there were some, there were some that looked like handmade clay mugs. One of them had a face molded on it. It was pretty cool. Yes. There was one that was a big, bowl with two handles and like a dragon on it. It looked like something you drink sake out of. Sweet. And I almost picked that. And then I looked down and I see this awesome cup. It was black and white with a matching saucer, black and white pattern, alternating. And with this gold filigree. And what caught my eye was the shape. So instead of being round like all the other cups, it was it, square. It was almost shaped like an iron cross because wherever there was white it indented instead. It was con oh. convexing instead of con or concaving instead of convexing, and so it had like this really cool look, and it ha- and so that's what I picked. But it also happened to be the smallest teacup in the cabinet, and you guys know, I have fairly large hands, and you're a big drinker, and I'm and I that actually helped me slow down and sip and enjoy everything. Oh, um, it was a it was that. a positive thing, but I'm gonna show you, Will. Just how small this teacup is. Show my eyeballs. It was so small that I couldn't fit my pinky inside the handle. You just had to pinch the handle. Mm. You did. Oh, look at that. A yeah. gentleman's cup. Yes. It, it was very, very tiny. It was like, oh, that is very tiny. <laughs> it was, yeah. So. It's like a shot glass almost. <laughs> I would say, yeah. yeah it, it was probably that. very close to the size of a shot glass. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it was comical. My wife was laughing as I was using it, but I liked it. And it made me feel dainty in so a the, good way, uh, in a manly daint. So when I was, he man-dainted. When I was at Zing, the teacup that they gave me mm-hmm. was about half the size of a shot glass. So it was smaller than mine? Yes. Did you get a pot with it yes. then? Okay. Yes, I did. I see. And they're like, here. So, so I could... would literally take it, like literally, sorry, like this big. That's how round it was. Yeah. Yeah. Pat just, just apologized just to the shot. mic. And I'd set it down and I'd fill it up again. Wow. Or sometimes I'd take two sips out of it. But that was like literally as big as it was. Yeah. So if I cup my hand 
my hand go went almost the entire yeah no the other the other one was smaller than that than the one I had that is crazy yeah it was literally and your steps. hands are about the same size as mine like they're very similar right. your fingers are thicker but our hands are similar in length oh my <laughs> but yes they are so that must have also been comical to your friends oh yes they thought it was hilarious <laughs> and I was like. I was like, I really like cute things, so I like this. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, isn't it weird, though? Because I kind of like when I was drinking from mine. I was kind of like, I kind of like this. I know, right? It's cool. It almost, it's hilarious. I it's think like, it's because it makes you, it almost makes you approach things differently than it, you normally Oh, yeah, would. 100%. Like, when I have a big mug of beer, if it's got a handle, like, I grab the thing, the handle, like, my hand's in the handle, not holding it. You know what I mean? Like, I grab the cup. Right. And like you drink and you're like, ha beer. But then like when you have to pinch a teacup's handle and your fingers stick, <laughs> there's just, it makes you approach the whole experience differently. I didn't, the mine didn't even have a handle. No, you had to hold it by pinching yes, the cup. I had to pinch the cup. <laughs> yeah, it uh, was... And Will's thinking, you guys are so. <laughs> I'm thinking people laugh at, you know, you see a small car drive up with a large man and like a big guy like pat would get out <laughs> you know those um path ah, really Smarts. really small cars smart, smart smart cars that are that battery powered yeah, yeah i thought about buying smart. one of those oh yeah. that'd be hilarious i have a friend that used to have it i had a friend that had one yeah yeah and i rode in it with him we're both six feet tall yeah you're taller i heard than there's that. a lot of room in those it's things. surprising it's because the engine is actually in the back yeah. um but the problem with that is crash tests are terrible from the front because sure. your legs are gone then. <laughs> right. I never bought one, but, but I thought about it. it w- you would fit in one. Mainly for the entertainment value of everybody else. But anyway. Anyway. Anywho. Patrick anyway. has his thinking face matter. on. He looked very intense. It doesn't he had matter. to go into his hard drive and search through his photo <laughs> history and be like, mm. My photo history. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anywhere. Anywhere is here right now. So. We read Action Comics from the New 52. Yeah, we did. And Will's going to have a synopsis. So while he pulls that up, I'm going to say that uh, Grant Morrison is known for this run. This isn't what he's like known for overall. He's written a bunch of stuff. I think he got an award for something. Yeah, he's gotten a few, I believe. Yeah, good job, Grant. (laughs) But, we know you're listening, right? Uh, but before we get into it, and even before you read this, okay, you have to know something. And that's that many people consider his run on this. This was a 52-issue comic. When they did the new 52, many of them ran for 52 issues. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the first 18. And the first 18 are their own story, kind of. And then okay. it continues on from there but uh but it's kind of a a single like if you read all 18 so if you read along with us and thought you know i kind of enjoyed that read to 18 keep going because most people say that this is the best comic run as far as his first 18 issues that came out of all of the new 52 and i believe the new 52 did 52 different issues like title launches nice yeah, that includes the Aquaman we read, and it includes the Court of Owls Batman stuff that we haven't read yet, but most people know about. And uh, it has the 
some Green Lantern that I really liked. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, just to start out, I wanted to say I did some research. And this cool. is considered by many people to be like top tier if you read the whole 18. Awesome. So you want to tell us what the first right. eight were about? <coughs> I remembered. Nice. <laughs> 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 so a young Clark Kent begins his crime-fighting journey in the city of Metropolis. During his day job, he writes for a newspaper trying to expose the wicked and corrupt through journalism. Only when the need arises for a hero to punch stuff and shoot eye lasers does he don his cape and become Batman. Batman? Ah, <laughs> yes. Clark Kent is Batman. <laughs> my just my talk... brain went, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Will, I think we read something different than you did. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, anyway, uh, Superman. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he dons his cape and becomes Superman. <laughs> like when an alien invasion of Earth sees the city trapped inside a bottle by the Collector. By Brainiac. Anyway. I liked the Collector because it matches the theme of our podcast better. <laughs> I mean, he does call himself the Collector first. He does, but he, and I the know Collector is technically from... Anyway, Brainiac. during his <laughs> conflict, Superman discovers... The rocket that sent him to Earth and learns who he really is and where he came from. But is the last son of Krypton strong enough to defeat the internet? <laughs> Find out today on Guys with Issues. That was amazing. That was good. That was good. That <laughs> redeemed all of your, your bubbles. Now you know why. <laughs> the internet. Oh, uh, I liked that part when he's like, on your Earth, I was known as the internet. I cracked up. Especially. I'm like, Oh, he got all of it then. Well, nowadays, with all this AI overlord stuff, I, know, right? I was like, oh, Brainiac's real. <laughs> the first thing I Get thought there. of was when uh, IBM took Watson, yeah. and th then they took the Urban Dictionary and <laughs> uploaded it to uh, the AI Watson, and... He just started like swearing and calling people about it. And he basically turned into like a moody teenager. Sure. <laughs> and they had to do a reboot and like restore him to a previous version because they couldn't make him unlearn all that Why stuff. Why would you teach him with that though? Because a bunch of nerds were like, hey, what if? There was a, and they a had bunch the... of nerds like the guys in this room. There was, yeah. a, there was an AI chatbot that Microsoft released upon the world. <clears throat> they had to bring it down two days later because it started. Um, being very uh, racist and <laughs> because it learns from the internet. Oh man, the internet really screwed that chatbot up. I think I think the internet that just that's just a good cautionary tale of what the internet really represents. It is. It really is. <laughs> it should have access to everything but comments. Because the thing is, it's mostly bored teenagers that would interact with something like that, and. You know what they're going to do. Well, they're going to intentionally try to make it say and oh, think yeah. things that of course. are stupid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah. So, what'd you guys think? Yay, nay? Eh. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought there were um, spots in there that were extremely confusing. Oh, I'm, not, I'm glad okay. I wasn't the only one. I was yeah. going to say I was Welcome confused. Welcome to Grant Morrison. Yeah. If you remember from our Shazam issue, I don't. I said that I don't like Grant Morrison overall. Once in a while, I'll like something he does. But the majority of what he does it gets really wonky. And and he I know yeah, people all... that think he's really good. And I think he is. I think he can tell so, a good story. I think... But he can't tell it with good continuity. I was going to say, if you 
like you said, if you read all 18, it might make maybe? more sense at the end. I, I hear the he end was... is a huge payoff to everything that comes first. That's cool. Also, a lot of what happens in this is based on the Golden Age and Silver Age of Superman. So he almost all the ideas and characters and different things that he does are taken from the original old days of Superman comics. So it is a bit of an homage, I think, for people who really like it. And some people think this is a good jumping on point. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Meh. <laughs> I think we know who's going to have the lowest score of the night. <laughs> but uh, so, but what were, uh, did you have any parts that you liked or you wanted to talk about a little bit? It was, I, th- I thought, I wasn't sure I liked Superman's persona in the beginning. Like the first issue yeah, or two, was... I was like, ah. He just seemed like a punk kid with powers. Because he kind of is. He is. In the, at that point. Right. Um, Fresh from the farm. Yeah, thinking that he can spout something in a newspaper and then go out and don the cape and try to make it happen in real life. Right, but I feel like he does that his entire career. His entire career? Mm-hmm. You mean because he's a journalist. Right. Now, I did say, uh, or I did think that um, this captured some of the good qualities of Superman. I did. Uh, I think it's interesting that he, I I think he sees journalism as being on equal footing or even better than having powers. Right. Which I think is cool. I thought that was a cool observation. Mm -hmm. Um, And this also really shows that he... Oh, I want to say it does connect well with his hum- side of humanity. I think so. Like seeing himself as somebody from Earth, even right. though he's not from Earth. Um, but yeah, so did you have like any any parts you wanted to talk about? I feel like when we're meh, we usually don't have as much to say. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about why it's, why it's meh. Why was it, it was, meh to It you? was like you had these first few issues where it kind of sets up the beginning. And then there's this one where it's this random, like, they're from the future. and Yes. It was, it was, so, it was so jarring. It was like, so what? Grant Morrison. That was so I'm Grant like, Morrison. this has to be a thing. Are you talking about when the Legion showed up and they were with him? The League of Superheroes? I don't the know. Legion. Is yeah, that what the Legion of Whatever they're called. Whatever they're called. Yeah. And yeah. it was future him it with them. It was future him with them. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, yeah. yeah, I'm from five years in the future. So I'm like, okay, so probably by the end of this comic, it's going to go into the future five years, and then this whole thing will come back. But technically, they did finish it all in those eight. Like what they were dealing with in that part, though. Yeah. For the no, most yo, part. Yeah, yeah, with like the collector. Right, right. And like the ship and all of that. I, I, yeah, I agree, but I don't... The Legion's from the year 3000, I believe. Sure. I just don't know why it needed to be in there. Because he's bringing in everything that Superman has in his history. I don't know. I didn't read to 18. I bet it plays into 18. If I you... hope so. Because <laughs> if not, then it was weird. Grant Morrison. It was Grant Morrison. <laughs> This is why I said it before. I'm just he is one of the most acclaimed comic writers that I am the least fan of. <laughs> and then also a more of like a technical thing is like some of his bubbles. Like when uh they capture Superman, they strap him to a chair and they're kind of doing experiments. They're like electrocuting Which him. Which that was a good scene. Right. It was a good scene. 
but like I had to read it a few times to figure out who who's actually talking in this bubble because there's no like direct lines going to anybody. And so sometimes it's Lex talking, but then a few times it's like Clark talking. I don't know. I didn't I feel thought, like I had any issues with that. I thought that that was it. It just depended on which side of the glass you were on. It was the microphone. I don't. I don't know because there were. I think there was one where they were looking at him right before he escapes, and he's talking to them. But you're on the other side of the glass. Uh, Speaking of escape, yeah. the escape scene was cool. I thought that was cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also liked when he was like, "You guys can't hold me." Uh, I don't. So they quote that in the Man of Steel movie. Um, they're like, because he has that part where he lets them take him in sure. when he gives up. And he's like, you guys don't have anything that can contain me. And he and, gets up and he's like, uh, yeah, handcuffs off. off. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think, uh, I think, I believe that movie came after this comic. And I think they took that dialogue from, from this. Actually, there's a cool little Easter egg in that scene in the movie, The Man of Steel, because... When he does that, everybody behind the interrogation glass kind of steps back, except for one guy. And then when you watch Justice League, um, the Snyder Cut, mm-hmm. you're supposed to find out that that guy is Martian Manhunter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's like he's, he's, he doesn't have a whole lot to be afraid of. But. <laughs> no, right? But yeah, uh, I thought the escape scene was cool. I also liked watching Lex Luthor have the military torture Superman right. to try to determine what his tolerances were and what he could, like, trying to find what he was susceptible to. Oh, he's calling Superman it. Yeah, he does not yeah. believe that he is a him because he, he sees him. He's human. Well, because he's not. Right. He sees him as an alien being then a creature. Um, also, the fact that they have that goat and they're like, and he's like, "This is what you really look like, right. isn't it?" That was funny because then an issue or two later, you find out where the goat came from, and that was brilliant. That was that brilliant. was brilliant, right? But again, that's the thing. Sometimes Grant Morrison can be on, mm-hmm. and when he is, you're like, "Wow, that was good," and then he gets weird. <laughs> he has to make weird convoluted stuff he just cannot make things normal but he does have a love for the golden and silver age and he will try to incorporate things like that but anyway did you have other things that you liked about it i like the whole when he jumped into outer space when they talked about how fast he had to go yeah yeah. (laughs) he's like well i've never had to run any faster they're like you've never gone over 600 miles per hour and he's like i've never had to (laughs) yeah and his, his shoes were falling apart and everything else. Yeah, yeah really literally, cool. like, ever. yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then I like how he did a final push off a satellite once he was in I space. I know, right? I was that thinking was... to myself, man, they just lost that satellite. Yep. Absolutely. Uh-huh. No, that part was really fun. It was. Um, there were a lot of fun parts. Yeah. And I, like I said, I think it captured Superman's character pretty well, except for the first couple issues where I went, I don't know if I like him. But I think I read some of these back when the New 52 had started. And I didn't really like them back then. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, like, well, past me was correct. But uh, I'd have to go back and look. But there's one comic where the people from the future show up. And it's titled, like, When Superman Learns to Fly. Yeah. Yes. But right. I don't think he actually ever flies. That's he does. When he, he does at the end when, when they, the give the the ring. Ring. they give him the ring. When they give him the ring. The Legion ring. Does he ring. actually? Okay. 
I'm like, it's it a didn't ge- make any sense because he only flies like one at, time at the very end. He only flies under his own power at the end with the Legion mm-hmm. ring. So the Legion of superheroes, the rings they have, give them the ability of flight. Yeah, that's what and they it, said. And in that scene, they give him one, and he mm-hmm. does fly in that issue. So it says learn to fly, but he doesn't. He himself, under his own locomotion, does not fly. But he does with the ring, right? And so that's the that's the idea is mm. that they knew him as a kid. You really didn't like this, I can tell. Uh, it was it was okay. <laughs> I mean, there were a few things I like because they kind of set up the idea that depending on what star, like a Kryptonian, is next to, kind of depends on how strong they are or what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. The reason Superman is powerful is because our, we have a yellow sun. Yeah. That is literally why. It is the radiation from our sun that gives him superpowers. Right. So they do a pretty good job in telling, kind of explaining his abilities and like how they work and that kind of stuff and his weaknesses without it being too much like exposition that feels forced, you know? Right. Yeah, I didn't think there was a lot of exposition. No, there wasn't. Mm. No, no. It's not like X Men. I like that that's, that, that's our bar, is 90s X-Men is how we judge exposition. That's when we know that there's too much. <laughs> I'm just glad it was X-Men that did the exposition. I know, right? It's, it's, so it's too perfect. perfect. It really is. Uh, I thought it was cool that his ship created the Fortress of Solitude, like the crystals. Yes. I oh, thought yeah. that was cool. Yep. And that his, so in this, his first fortress is a space station, not the Arctic. Right. I that's thought that was kind of cool. That's where he went for solitude mm-hmm. at first. Yeah, that was. I like when the when Lois asks Superman, "Where do you go to be alone?" And right. he's like, "Well, I don't, I don't know where to be alone." <laughs> and then, the, and then he creates at the, the very end. He creates yep. uh, creates an orbit. That was good. It was Again, very good. Those moments. Yeah. There are great moments. There are. Uh, it's I just agree. not consistently. But great. they're fleeting. <laughs> they come and then they go, just like Superman. He's fleeting. Uh, his and landlord Batman. knowing that he was <laughs> the landlord that, was great that was funny that might be like one of my favorite parts when she hands but, him his cape yeah and then like when and they're tells, talking it says the hey you're alien <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right i liked her i'll save that for favorite scenes a little later huh yeah um i gotta hold something back <laughs> i like the scene when he is fighting on brainiac's ship mm-hmm and he like gets hit into the city, and they're all like, ah. <laughs> and and Lu- and Luther's like, I don't want him to save us. I know, right? <laughs> this is gonna end bad. I just know it. I just like that Lex Luther is like, I would rather be held in captivity and kept safe from whatever terror is coming than have Superman save me. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoyed that. That was a good that was a good one. Um all the futures characters were kind of weird. The small guy with the kryptonite engine. Yes, the mm. one that was trying to sell it. Yeah, that was trying to sell the kryptonite to people. Right. And the, the K people who each anti Superman army. Yeah, and to the K the K people, the K men, who were each mm-hmm. like representation of a different color of kryptonite. Yeah, it sounds like a Korean. 
pop band. <laughs> the Cayman. Or uh, a crocodile. Or a s- series of islands. Or a series of islands. The Cayman. <laughs> uh, get it? Oh, but do what is it like when they go? They came in, but do they go? <laughs> I'm sorry. Not until they get done with their song. Oh, that w- that is a terrible series of jokes that we just You're did. welcome. Those everyone. were really bad. But yeah, all that stuff I was just like this has to matter by issue 18. Right. I was but just it's like, so... It was so out of left field. Yes. And that's where I feel like most of Grant Morrison's thoughts come from. Left field. Yeah. Left, left field. field. <laughs> uh, oh, also, I thought it was interesting that they referenced uh, him having... Well, I assumed it was Crypto, the dog. Right. Because they're like, oh, you have a white ghost protecting you. And it made me wonder if it was a reference to the fact he has a white dog from Krypton that that is like supposed to help him. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. That one totally random scene of him walking through the park and somebody saying the thing about the white ghost. I was like, I it was flipped, a homeless lady. Dude, I flipped a page back going, why is he walking through the park in this panel? Like it was totally random. Yeah. It was t- totally random. Totally random. Or it felt totally random. I didn't, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Maybe but it's in the next 10. But it felt really random. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? Any criticisms? So we said we don't like I the think, continuity. I think we'll and that a lot of ideas come sideways. Later. Okay. I think it's time to get into the structure. structure. Steve. <laughs> okay. Did we have a favorite scene? So... I don't have a specifically favorite scene. There were a lot of good scenes in it. Okay. but There I, were some great scenes. I really enjoyed everything with, well, and I can't think of their names right now, uh, Clark's parents. Jonathan and Martha. All, all the, right, all that stuff that yep. happened. Especially the whole when they found the kid. Dude. And then did the whole. When they showed that they tried to adopt and they did in vitro. I know, And they man, did all that was, stuff. I felt emotional. I know. Like so these people I. were going they were through really trying stuff, it and... wanting a child, yep. and then they find Superman. That was so it was well good. done. It was really well done. So well done. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. What do you say, Will? I like the end when he's talking to his landlady. and When she knows. She knows. She already gave him the cape. And then... She was talking about the artist. Yeah, she yeah. talked about the artist. She's like, yeah, he was... <laughs> He was gay the whole time. Everyone thought he was straight. Uh, She's like, I kept his secret. That was her point. Right. And then she's like, are you Superman pretending to be Clark? Are you Clark pretending to be Superman? That was good. That was a good question. Because this is something I read a long time ago. One of the things that make heroes like Superman and Wonder Woman kind of unique is that Superman is Superman. He's pretending to be Clark, right? Where Batman is actually Bruce Wayne, and his alter ego is Batman. See, I would say the opposite. I would actually say the complete opposite of that. Clark is the real person. Right. Clark is who was raised by Jonathan and Martha, and and the farm boy, and the reporter, and he has these godlike powers that allow him to make a difference, and he chooses to do that because he's Clark Kent. Where Bruce Wayne is the mask that Batman wears. That Bruce is yeah, is the alter ego. Clark <laughs> is an alien. Sure. Right? 
So his technically his alter ego is as a regular person. But he doesn't he, identify as an alien. I mean, he does in some stories when they want him to feel out of place. But like, but he, he was a, raised as an as an Earth. It doesn't lane. change who he actually is, though. Like, he is a Kryptonian. He's not from Earth. But he so sees his, himself as a as a member so of he, Earth. Up until he needs to shoot some eye lasers, and then those <laughs> Kryptonian genes come in real handy. Speaking of which, designer Kryptonian genes. The indestructible suit thing was super cool. That was cool. Yeah, and the fact that. When he put the suit on, it changed to be like his house because it was like so. In the comic, for those of you who didn't read it, there's a scene where he's on Brainiac's ship and he's fighting, and they say something about the indestructible armor of the Kryptonians because yeah. they make a comment about how his cape is indestructible earlier in right. the story. And so he, there is a suit in a case, mm-hmm. in a display case, and he puts it on. And because he is of the house of Jor-El, he's the house of El, it automatically like turns into his Superman suit. Um, and then when he grabs that spear from the other place, it like changes again. I thought that was cool. It was. Um, I just, the heritage thing made me think of that scene. Yeah. And that scene is really cool because it shows a unique way of him getting his suit. Traditionally, Ma Kent, you know, Martha, sewed his suit. But that would get blown up all the time. So the yeah. fact that they're like, his suit is from Krypton. It's mm-hmm. indestructible. And that's what Man of Steel did. He got it off of the Kryptonian ship um, from his father. Right. So anyway. 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 I would yeah. just totally, I would disagree. that He does no. at times identify with being out of place and being an alien. But ultimately, I think Clark But is technically, if you think about it, his alter ego is Clark. Yes, when he's Superman, Kal-El. he is living as Kal-El. But then, I, like, I can agree with that. Like, Bruce was born Bruce and had to become Batman. But once he's Batman, I don't believe that Bruce is the alter how- ego. Batman is who Bruce Wayne is. Bruce Wayne is the mask. When he, when he goes to parties and he goes out on the town, Batman is who he is. He puts the facade of Bruce Wayne on and acts like a millionaire playboy when really he is Batman. Right. So anyway, Because he chooses to be. I feel like this <laughs> argument has gone on long enough. <laughs> and you guys can agree to disagree. Agreed to disagree. And talk about it all from the podcast. Conflict is what makes this show interesting. Yes, but when it goes on for too long... Science. For oolong. For oolong. <laughs> Sci- don't <laughs> yeah science that was a throwback to you and will <laughs> i know really well. getting into it so uh anyway we can agree to disagree i do agree with certain ideas you mentioned though mm-hmm. i don't fully disagree but i disagree on the batman thing <laughs> that i fully do like superman i think you're much. biased i am very biased <laughs> i love batman and i've read a bunch of it but anyway that doesn't mean i know everything that doesn't mean mm-hmm. i'm right Mm-hmm. I hear you, I see you, and I appreciate you. <laughs> well, I hope you see me. My favorite scene was also the Jonathan and Martha stuff. Yeah, it was um, so good. It was so good seeing their plight, trying to have a baby, and not being able to, and then, you know, Clark coming from the sky, them finding a baby, him trying to figure out how to mislead the government, basically. I know, right? Because the government finds the rocket in this. They have the rocket. Um, but then he's like... Yeah, look, I found this 
alien, and it's like a like a mutated goat. It's got like extra legs, and he's like, "Here, this alien," and he put it in like a space suit. Right, like, he the, did. That was hilarious. Which I'm sure Ma Kent sewed up. You of know? course. And uh, but that was funny, and they. Fast they believed it. Tristan in the West. Yeah, they believed it because Lex was like, "Is that what you really look like?" Um, so that that whole all of the flashbacks where he's with Pa Kent when they get the when they get the cow, they oh, have to like the take the bull, yeah. and and they he throws him down right. and then he picks it up and and he's like, "Yeah, we'll have to say it got drunk," <sighs> or when he's talking about how he put the tractor on the like loan places. Yes, roof. the banks. Yeah. Um, like yeah, when he's like, "Yeah, I put the tractor on the bank oh, roof," he's great. like, "He's like, don't tell you, don't tell your mom." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was just like those were fun scenes. They were the, the scenes with the Kents yep. were really good, and uh, and they really established how Clark came to have the belief system and that he had right. So um, and you had that emotional moment of him looking at the photos on the wall when As when he he's leaving. leaving to move to Metropolis, right. and he picks the photo of his parents grown and old because in this they've passed away correct um and he doesn't take one of the ones when he's like a kid with them or anything he takes them what they would have been like at the end of their life with him and and i thought that was cool it was it, that whole thing surrounding jonathan and martha was really it was well done. really well done yeah i i enjoyed that a lot so did you have a favorite character i, think. I mean can i say crypto the super dog you son of a gun. Was he in it? He was. He, like he jumped into the portal pounds. to stop the uh, <laughs> the guys from the the Did you say zone, for five the minutes? Or five zero pages. zone, oh, the whatever zone Oh, it was the Phantom Zone. Come, the Phantom Zone, yeah. To, to come That's out. right. No. I totally <laughs> forgot. So he's in the Phantom Zone with those. Which is the ghost that watches over him. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember that scene for some reason. The one in the park? Yeah. It's because it's one panel and it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> That's probably it's why I don't remember. I'm telling you, I turned a page back going, did I miss something? <laughs> did I skip something? What is this? Are the pages stuck together? And I was reading digitally. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's bad yeah, <laughs> when bad. you flip back reading digitally going, did I double tap? Like I thought maybe I skipped a page. No, no, I didn't. Is crypto... Um, were you being serious? I mean, uh, that was really my runner up, <laughs> to be honest. No. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna go completely out of left field here. Um, Brainiac. Ah, really? Yeah, because he was just he trying to technology. preserve. Uh, sure. Why not? Let's go with that. Because he was just trying to preserve these worlds that were going to get destroyed. I feel you are also biased in this because you're in IT, <laughs> which is what you, your favorite thing is the internet. <laughs> Right, and he was going to preserve the internet, and but no, I th I think that is a worthy thing to do to try to preserve these things. That if a that, that if, if a civilization, else, if a world is going to die, and you can take a city and mm -hmm. preserve the entire knowledge of the human race in this case, right? Because he had dozens, dozens and or hundreds, hundreds, yes. hundreds of worlds in this. Like two hundred. Because something else Earth was, was coming two... for these worlds that he couldn't stop. Which is clearly set up for the climax, right? Probably. Mm -hmm. I think Earth was like two hundred five or two hundred six. 
No, I, I think that's a good pick. That's a that's right, and it's, that's yeah. you're saying from especially from a an analytical, unfeeling mind, his purpose of trying to preserve worlds and their knowledge and their like who they are is noble, is what you're saying. That is what other I'm than letting them be erased from all knowledge. Yes, I can I can understand that. I can, I can get behind that. And then yeah. I have a, a third one, but I won't I won't say it just in case one of you two pick them. Oh, well, then you have to mention it if we don't. I will. Okay. Yeah, come back to me. Okay, mine, I don't actually know, remember what his name is, but it's the uh, camera guy that follows Lois around. Jimmy Olsen? Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, you that guy. remember Jimmi <laughs> I didn't Dang. remember Clark's parents. I... Okay. I get it. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, okay. I like him. I got he's... your back, Will. Yeah. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'll be the snooty, the snooty know-it-all his, on this. Episode. His favorite's going to be Lex Luthor. But uh, no, uh, I like. he was a very like down-to-earth character. Um, yeah, Jimmy Schmidt. And he was some, best he, friends with Clark. Best friends with Clark. He had that moment there at the end where he's like, I wonder if he can hear text messages. As he he texts. <laughs> that was he text funny. He texts the SOS. Was good, yeah. uh, he's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, he can hear text messages. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's good. Always like and Jimmy. he's a good he's a good partner to Lois because Lois is like cutthroat, get out of my way, Smallville. Like, and mm-hmm. Jimmy's like the one that grounds her a little bit more. Right? Yeah, good pick. Good. Jimmy, Jimmy pick. Olsen is a great pick. I like that none of us are picking Clark because, <laughs> as Will just stated, my favorite was Lex Luthor. What really? <laughs> I wondered. <laughs> All right, you're going to have to explain this one. I, I said it as a joke, and then afterwards I'm like, it actually could be. <laughs> when you said it, I almost whispered, you're right. <laughs> I almost did. Um, yeah, how funny is that? How funny That's, is, is that? Uh, good call. Good uh, call, yeah, Will. Yeah. <laughs> Nux. Uh, but my favorite was Lex Luthor. Um I didn't know that sitting down to record the podcast, but I was thinking back over everything that we've been talking about. And what I like about Lex is how he's depicted in this. I like that his megalomania is it, like that he thinks he's somehow superior to everybody else is always on uh, ongoing, that he tries to usurp command over anything that he's around. He constantly tries to uh, negotiate with Brainiac, thinking he's trying to save the human race. Because ultimately, Lex Luthor wants to be Superman. Like, like the, the idea that drives Lex against Clark is that Clark is an alien and that he can't be trusted because he's not from Earth. It doesn't matter that he was raised by the most down-home, like, Earth-loving <laughs> couple ever. Um, Lex Luthor and his hubris believes he should be the ultimate one that protects the humanity. And I like how he was depicted. He was a total jerk all the time. He hated Superman, didn't even see him as a person, but as an it, as you said. Right. And at the end, you find out that Lex Luthor is the one that's been tipping oh. off Clark Kent for his news articles to take down these people that are bad, even though I... Lex Luthor is a bad dude. Right. I did really like that scene. That was a good yes, scene. I, I like, oh, that's so funny. I what love an idiot. that Lex Luthor is helping Clark be this 
biting journalist because he believes he's trying, like, obviously Lex is going to have ulterior motives to taking out people that might be competitors or somehow in his way of things. That's probably a big part of it. But there's also a part of Lex Luthor as a villain and as just the character that he is, that he does believe in humanity at its greatest and that he, like, just everything about how he was depicted, I think he's deplorable as a person. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying I like him as a person, but I am saying I really enjoyed his depiction and yeah. how he came across in this comic book. As a 2D piece of art, he did a pretty good job. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, Lex was my favorite based on his depiction and and how he played out it through this plot line and his connections. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So who was your honorary third? Okay. Uh, it was John. Kent? No. The guy who built the oh. steel suit. John Irons. Yes, John Irons. John Henry yes. Irons. That guy. His side stories were good. They were amazing. They were. I wanted to read more about him. Do you know that he is the superhero known as Steel? Nope. Okay. So Steel does have like a suit that makes him super, and John Henry Irons, and he uses a big John Henry hammer. like smashing railroad spikes Heck hammer, yeah. um, and to fight. And that's like, he's been a character for years and years. He was a big part in the death and return of Superman and the reign of Superman's Steel was a huge character back then yeah. in the 90s. I really so, liked him. If you like John Irons, yeah. we'll have to look into some Steel. Sure. We'll have to look up some good Steel stories. Yeah, yeah that was mine. But yeah, and he is like a scientist that builds a suit. Right. Which go figure that Pat would like a scientist. And technology. <laughs> uh, did I have an honorable mention? I don't know. Person? I did like moments of Clark. I really liked, really, when he was fighting Brainiac, and he's like, I don't give up. Right. No. Right. So, so I did want to make sure that everybody in podcast land knows that Crypto the Superdog was on my list of people that I really liked. It was not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I believed you. Okay. I I'm, just, being... I'm just making sure. You know how people are with pets. I know. I know. I'm just making sure. I knew you were being serious. Yes. I knew you were. Because it was amazing I... how the dog sacrificed himself. To save the family. To save the family. Yes. And yeah. let them get Clark away. Yep. Yeah. It's true. It was a good moment. It was. Again, lots of little good moments. Lots of little good moments. It's just not consistently good moments. Right. But... You know, they added up to something. I thought the ending was good with him getting the key to the city. Yeah. And like... And looking and, for a big door to put it in. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that was, but that's also a joke because the Fortress of Solitude has a giant key that yeah. only because of Superman's strength, only he can lift it. So his door at the Fortress of Solitude is basically... Like impenetrable because it takes a key that only Superman. Can. Do you think he puts it under a rock when he goes? I'm oh. pretty sure he buries it in the snow. <laughs> Actually, there's a <clears throat> episode in the Justice League, I think, where he reforges the key, and okay. it looks like a, just like a regular house key, and he literally keeps it under the mat <laughs> at his front. And he he in the scene he's taking Lois to the Fortress of Solitude, and he lifts it up, and he's like, "Yeah, that's the key," or you know, whatever. She's like. Really, shouldn't you keep like the key to your fortress somewhere safe? 
And he's like, yeah, go ahead and try and pick it up. Because <laughs> it's so dense yeah. that she can't. And she's like, she walks over and tries to pick up like an ordinary looking house key. He's like, yeah, I forged this myself in the heart of it, like a dwarf star or something, like a neutron star. So it's like it's Thor's like, hammer. It's basically yeah, like right. the, the house Super key heavy. equivalent. Of Thor's hammer, of Mjolnir. And then I think Lois is like, well, I hope it doesn't fall out of your pocket when you're flying around. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is amazing. Uh, good writing. Yeah. That's good writing. That's good writing right there. So, did you have a least favorite part? Of course I did, and you already know what it is. It's the part from the people from the future. It is, the time it's... travel crap that was just weird. Yep. And that was your least favorite part. Yep. And that was my least favorite part. <laughs> it was just so out of nowhere. Like I know, that. and it convoluted. And because Grant Morrison can't tell a straight story, just he just can't make any sense. Anyway, so we all had the same he? least favorite part. Yeah, the unchronological mishmash storytelling moments of Grant Morrison. Yes, mm-hmm. runner-up least favorite. Who decides? Hey, my family's gonna die. Let's jump into a phantom realm full of bad guys. I mean. I mean, the logic of saying the Phantom Realm is safe from this isn't bad. No, like, like, hey, I can't, I don't have a vessel to get off this planet fast enough. Let's just jump through a portal. Pretty good idea. But then, like, the fact that he's the one who put all those guys in there. Right. So he had the knowledge of, he, like, he knew what was going to happen. Like locking yourself in a prison with the inmates you put there. Which yeah. is to protect yourself. Which is, and like, your family. probably like your... why he didn't take that route. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. That and Crypto the dog. Safety Maybe he didn't moment. expect all of those guys to be waiting there at the portal. <laughs> I mean. He opened it up thinking. What else do they have to do? I don't know. Have you watched Lego Batman? The Phantom Zone's in that. <laughs> I don't think I have. Oh, we're going to have to Maybe watch I that have. sometime. I don't know. Whatever. Have you seen Batman save a city with crunches? No. Okay, then you haven't watched the movie. No. <laughs> we'll watch it sometime. Okay. What if there's a comic? We could do a whole... We could do an issue. Lego Batman. I hope not. I don't want to read that. I like the movie, but you know what we it's could, an, You know what we could do Lego Batman-wise? We could get Lego Batman kits and then just put them <laughs> together while talking on the podcast. That would be so noisy. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Moving, looking through Lego bricks. <laughs> Although I don't, I'm not opposed to building Lego Batman sets. <laughs> I thought that might be the case. Yeah, I'm a sucker for Lego and Batman. How, what have you done? It's like you knew. It's like I knew. Wow. Okay. All right. Least favorite person? Least Le- favorite Lex character? Luther. <laughs> because of how selfish he was? No, because of how he was He was claimed multiple times, not him, people around him claimed that he's extremely smart, and yes. he did a bunch of dumb stuff, in my opinion. Wow. Pat thinks he's smarter than Lex Luthor. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I have more hair. Move aside, Lex. <laughs> Lex Luthor is considered the smartest person in the DC universe. Right. Yeah. So why was he a talking Batman to Batman is the second smartest. I talking to an alien intelligence and believing him over anything that Superman is doing. He it hates Superman. I understand, but it didn't make any sense. If the reason that he hates Superman is that he's an alien. Is that if he is an alien, then talking to another alien thing, he should have hated that as well. But he believed that Brainiac was coming and bringing some kind of destruction or problem. 
because he was vying. He knew something was coming, and he was trying to negotiate with Brainiac. But why did he even believe him? He's an alien. Maybe it was He's because of really the really opposed to aliens. You see what I'm saying here, though? Yeah, but like, dude, how many people that are racist don't show that they have flaws in their racist thinking? A good reason like, to not like him. You could genuinely dislike somebody who's African-American and say that you have no problem with Hispanics, but that doesn't mean that you're not racist. <laughs> so another good reason to not like him. Yeah, because he's a terrible person. A terrible person. Yeah, I agree with that. Amazing. He's my favorite character because he was depicted so terribly. <laughs> it was so bad, it was good. Will. What about you, Will? What do you got, buddy? Uh, he's going to say Clark Kent. Dude. I'm going to say uh, mustache guy, John, uh, other John. He, um, he, get, he gets put in the suit. Oh, the... Oh. John Corbin. John yeah. Corbin. Who also known as Metallo, the man with a kryptonite heart. Oh, yeah. He becomes... He comes back. Yeah. So as somebody that watched... I'll put him in a bucket with Osriel. Did you... <laughs> wow. He really didn't like him. Oh. No, he did. I mean, uh, that might be a bit excessive, but for now, he's... So, did you guys ever watch, uh, during the same era of the Justice League and Batman the Animated Series, there is a Superman cartoon called The New Adventures of Superman. Same art style, mm-hmm. like, vibe. It's Yeah, I think I remember it's that. It's really good. I don't good. know if I really watched it. But Metall- it. Metallo's in a few episodes. He's mm-hmm. kind of a tragic villain. But uh, you know how they kept saying he didn't have a heart anymore? Yes. Like, yeah, they said that, like, the end. Yeah. what? They, well, they said it earlier, too. Like... It was a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, two, um, three. But that's because he becomes Metallo, and they put a chunk of kryptonite, and he does fight Superman. He's like one of his main villains. Okay. So anyway, it was yeah. I was like, like his almost like Pat was saying about Lex. What was his real motivation? Like he, the only reason he did that was for Lois. <laughs> yeah, Chris he dropped was his phone twice now. I think three times actually. Yeah, is it three? Yeah, so. Um, yeah, Butterfingers night, but, uh, yeah, it, Lois was like the only thing he ever seemed to Yeah, it's, because he grew back the mustache just so that she could see it, and it was just, <laughs> it was just dumb. <laughs> I'm like, this is kind of cringy to read. Well, it was, it was a, a bit tragic as well that he decided to fuse himself with the suit at the exact same time that Brainiac was taking over well, all the... Machines. I, th- I think his origin is supposed to be tragic. It would make sense. I don't think he's supposed to be a villain that you just go, oh, this is a bad guy. He's supposed to be somebody that you're like, that kind of sucks for you, dude. Right. So um, I think he was kind of uh, screwed up yeah, by trying to fight the, the robot and just, yeah. Yeah, there's one of the very, Brainiac. or the internet. Or the collector. He was fighting the internet (laughs) when he connected to the suit. So, you know, all of his words were coherent. So, (laughs) did I have a least favorite character? But I digress. I didn't like that detective that you could tell was totally shady. He was kind of irritating. No, he's the one that raided uh, Clark's apartment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the one that was like protecting the guy that Clark was writing the articles about. Sure. And I was just kind of like Glenn Gooley or whatever (sighs) his name was. This just, guy. To be to be honest, he was so forgettable for me. That's but that's part of the problem with him is it's like he was an antagonist, like a minor antagonist for an arc that was just supposed to be kind of irritating. And I was like, 
How much did he really add to the story? Did he add to the story, really? They were probably corrupt, but it more felt like they had just given up. You know, because he was like, you're too young, you don't understand how it really works. Maybe. Maybe so. And I'm not saying they were jaded. corrupt. He was jaded. Right, I would say he's he was jaded. Yeah, and it was just... I just... The character was whatever. I feel like there was so much other stuff going on, I questioned what the point was. You see, really for that one, I... Him. Maybe it was the con- contrast of somebody who had been there being jaded. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. I wondered if they were going to turn him into like a Gordon archetype character. Well, I mean, he quit at the end. That's what I was saying. Yeah. I'm like, it, it, that's where it was completely pointless because at the end he's like, oh, I quit when they're fighting against the pointless robot spiders well he quits when he sees the giant superman (laughs) when he's like when we're all done with this if we get out of it i'm resigning and then he sees superman who he's been toe-to-toe with and (laughs) sees that he's like towering at that moment and he's like i resign now whatever (laughs) i'm done uh uh, also, what what was with the bartending scene? Was that the the small the weapons dealer dude with the case who served him his drink? Yes. Okay. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So so really, we do. Even if we didn't love this, part of me wants to keep going. Me too. Because I want to know how it ends, and if it's only ten more issues, that's not that bad it's for me to bad. find out the answer. No. Will's mm-hmm. like, it's bad enough for it's... me to find. <laughs> so anyway. I might find out. You guys have anything else you wanted to mention, talk about? I had something about an hour ago, and I can't remember what it is. So (laughs) We kept arguing about alter egos, (laughs) and he he had to break us up. It probably had something to do with Batman. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It probably had something to do with Batman. (laughs) Well, this isn't a Batman comic. That's why I can't remember. Oh. You yeah. think we'd be safe to name this issue uh, Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we get into an I argument about do. it. Wow. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you out in podcast land will already know what we named it. Yeah, yeah that's why I'm like, it's safe Next to talk week. about. So, uh, it, whatever. I covered everything. Sorry. I was looking at my notes. Oh. And I should so, do that. I did make some. Did you make some notes? Oh, I did. So were there any other things you mm. will wanted to point out? Anything you didn't like that you didn't mention? Or anything that you really liked that you didn't mention? Ah, uh, not really. No. Nothing. Nothing. Hmm. Oh, there is something else that I wanted to mention. <laughs> there we go. I remembered what it is. All right. I really like the art style when... Clark went from Clark to Superman, how mm. much that character changed, but was still the same. Yes. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. See that I found that kind of jarring. Cause I'm like, how did, I didn't know Superman had the ability to manipulate his facial structure, but hey. he didn't. It was mainly in the hair and the glasses. Yeah. That changed mm. how he looked in the artwork. Which it is the, really cool. Which is the whole idea. I know. I know it is. But no, I really I'm, liked how that was represented. But yeah, like how he was kind of shaggy and his hair was for and like his glasses were big. But right. then when he was Superman, he really like cut it back and... Yeah, pulled the hair out of his eyes. And yep. Used and it made a difference. He had to, unless that's a kryptonite or a krypton. Yeah, so he can just like harden his hair. Right. <laughs> My hair has been hardened. 
<laughs> it's possible. Well, they said they couldn't it's cut it. It's bulletproof. I mean, he has a solar panel, so. I do like the he part solar where he says something about the rumors, and they shoot the bullet at him, and he catches it, and he's like, the rumors are true. I know, that was That cool. was a good line. Like, that was a good moment. Uh, because they're like, is he bull- bulletproof, you know? Like, yep. And he's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, another yeah. good line was like, or when he someone gets was shot like, by the tank. Yeah. Someone someone had said, uh, nothing's faster than a bullet. And Clark goes, well, I'll up you one and give you light. <laughs> yeah, his vision. <laughs> right. His heat vision is faster. But it, than was a pretty, um, it was a pretty... It was a clever, clever retort. Little, yeah. Yes. Like the speed of light. I thought Patrick would like that because he basically retorted with science. Mm. Science. I mean, you know, <laughs> it was good. What did I just think of? I don't remember. Oh, no. Not again. Oh, no. Rewind it a minute. <laughs> oh, light. no. It was during the torture scene. Yeah. Uh, why do they always depict needles breaking when it hits stuff that it can't go through because that's not how needles work you mean because they should bend <laughs> yeah or something like, like they because, don't just, they because just it's break. so it's so strong and dense <laughs> that even things that bend just shatter just shatter <laughs> because in i just a, i was just, here's lo- the thing. just rolled my eyes it's the that. rule of cool for comic books it's whatever brings the point across more and something shattering is more dramatic than something bending. It is bending, more dramatic. Unless it's like an I-beam. If an I-beam shattered, people would go, I don't think that's how I-beams work. I'm pretty sure that was just a bad mix. You get a good... <laughs> bad wrong, steel. That was the wrong alloy. Too much carbon. <laughs> that would be like hitting a nail against a uh, stone wall and it just shatters. Shattering. Instead of Yeah. You know, there are some things where, because we've seen it in fiction... We'll, we're more accepting of it. Yeah. And there are some I things know. that we use in real life too often that we're like, no, Wait, we know are you that's saying not. Pat uses needles really often? <laughs> I can't because every time I put them against my skin, they, they shatter. shatter. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to have to edit that out. We can't let a secret out, Will. No, I, don't, I, don't even have to, I don't even have to try to push it in. I just you know tap it against my skin. Well, that's like... Shatters. That's like I like, like I, a, I enjoy when they show how Superman shaves and it's that he bounces his heat vision off of the mirror and he mirror, like shaves right? his face. But the question is, how does he cut his hair? The other question is Kryptonite scissors. The other question is, what does his back wall of his bathroom look like? I thought you were gonna say, what does his back look like? <laughs> <laughs> he has another mirror to shave the hair off his back. <laughs> It's not where I was going, but that's hilarious. <laughs> Kryptonians are like the Italians in space. They just, you know, <laughs> they get super hairy. Italians in space. <laughs> it feels like Italian Spider-Man just met Superman. Italian uh, Spider-Man. Um, that is a reference it. I didn't think we'd have on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> right in if you know what Italian Spider-Man is at yeah. Longbox. Guyswithissues.com. Uh, Christoph will. He should. He didn't email us this week. Does he know what it is? Doesn't he? I don't know. Anybody that knows you should know. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> you know how much I talk about we've things now, that I enjoy? We've now spoiled that he's also Italian Spider-Man. Uh, I know. He's an indestructible Italian Spider-Man. <laughs> that's terrifying. <laughs>
Okay, anyway, this has gone off the rails. We're going to bring it back. Get it to this the This has gone off the rails a few times. Listen. That, not totally, though. It was... <laughs> why are you giving me that look, it's Patrick? It's still a good show. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it wasn't. This is what our viewers expect. Our listeners. Our single listener. Our viewers. Our listener. Well, listener, if you uh, ever find video evidence of this podcast, <laughs> I will commend you. <laughs> and then anyway. also stick the cops on you because and, we're sitting and, in a room. And, and ask you uh, wow. what AI you use to generate it. <laughs> hmm. Ooh, it's Ooh. like Minority Report at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm. Except I'm not going to... Nope, we're moving on. We Before moving I say on. something, I shouldn't. So... <laughs> Out of five bottled cities. You like that? Oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do I it. thought of it a little bit ago when I was talking about Candor. I was like, oh, we could do bottled bottled civilization. Sure. Yeah. So out of five bottled cities, what would you give it? I think I'm going to give it a four. A four? Yeah. Okay, so not bad. No. Like, you enjoyed it for the I most did. part. Uh, enough to keep reading. I would, just. Yeah, okay. I might have to read all 18 before I would recommend it or not, but. Of course. Yeah, because where it's at right now, it would be a hard recommendation. Right. It would. I agree. Which is why I gave it a four. Will? Yeah, I'd, I'd go more like 2.5. Wow, wow, you liked it that much less than X-Men? Mm-hmm. You gave X-Men a three. Yeah. I guess wow. he likes the exposition more than time-traveling hey, weird at least scenes. It was a coherent storyline. Okay, sure. no, he didn't. Did he like the exposition? Because here's the thing: you almost quit X Men. Did you almost quit this? Didn't we all get? Or did you just? Or did you just dislike? We gave the second part a three. Right. All three of us did. I want to know what he gave exposition. The, well, the let's first look it one. up. So, Will, go ahead and keep talking. I don't remember what. It, no, Will he was gave say. he gave X Men a two. So he did like this oh, better okay. than. <laughs> okay. He gave two point five. Yeah, he liked the second part of X Men slightly better. But he, that is true. Yep. And if I would compare the first part of X Men to this, I would say this is a little bit better. Yeah. That's which how you rated it. Yeah. yeah. Reflects. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> we don't usually look up the ratings, but I had it at hand. So, yeah. Okay. Because so, it was on his phone, and his phone is in his hand. It was this time. Yeah. I picked it up off the floor. Amazing. So, what would it take for you to feel better about this? I'm just curious. Uh, if it was a bit better structured. So it was the structure. Literally, it was the same like, thing I it, don't like. Yeah, about it. it was literally just like so jarring. It took you like all over. Like I was getting whiplash. Mm. I can totally get behind that. Mm-hmm. Now, I debated my rating on this. I could maybe, even though I have said I don't really enjoy the way Grant Morrison writes his story, his plotting. Right. I feel like there's a lot of breadcrumbs that are set up. There are. And part of me would lean towards a four like you. Right. Because I'm like, okay, I feel like there were enough good moments and I can see that this is going somewhere. Correct. But it also is enough Grant Morrison <laughs> that I struggle to, like, there are just times where I'm like, uh, and I, you can hear the severity of my eye roll. Okay. Right, right, right. So I'm, I could almost give it a four. I debated a four, but I'm going to do a three and a half then because it's just, it's, it's better than a three to me. Three's average. Three means, yeah, I, it's fine. 
but it's a little more than that because I I am I actually read like the first two pages of the next issue, which is totally unrelated. It starts on a different Earth in the multiverse with a different Superman meeting a Lois that comes out of a time a portal that is like at war with people, totally out of left field stuff. Oh, that's fun. Have no idea how it plays into anything. Who knows? Um, but uh, again, Grant Morrison, very Grant Morrison. Uh, but Grant Morrison can can do a good job. I've enjoyed some stuff of his. And I enjoyed parts of this. So three and a half. I think if I really enjoyed this, if I finished it, it isn't going to reach a five. You're not going to recommend it. Oh, wait. No, that's me. That's you. Right. Because um, I've recommended things that I wouldn't give a five to, but I might think you would enjoy it or something. Sure. But, uh, I mean, I'm the one that told you that I thought you'd like Saga. And I do. And I don't like Saga. <laughs> So, um, I could see my opinion in the end being like a four or four and a half if it's really strong. Sure. But if it has too much of the weird Grant Morrison, it's going to stay at three and a half. Um, it's just, it's just his style. His style is not for me very often. That's fair. Yeah. So we got anything else? Because he always has weird stuff. And if it's not weird, it's dark. Like that Savannah from that's like, I just want to cut her kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah. Like, that's just, he's just all over the place with that nonsense. Anyway, sorry. Sorry. Right. I don't have anything else. And we didn't get an email. So we don't have to cover emails. So we would love to hear from you guys. <laughs> Send us an email. At Longbox. Well, we're going to plug it. You already said it once. Guys, go ahead. Issues. Longbox, yeah. Com. Uh, I'm going to have you do the email segment. <laughs> but anyway. But anyway. I think we know what time it is then. I, it's time for me to tell everybody that I'm Patrick. And this is Will. And I'm Chris. And we are Guys With Issues. And that is all. That, yeah, that's all we are. Just guys <laughs> Just with some issues. Guys Just with some issues. guys with issues. And, and microphones. You can catch Guys With Issues anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Or check out our website at guyswithissues.com where you can listen, find reading lists to follow along, and get to know us better. Send us emails to longbox at guyswithissues.com and tell us your thoughts. Send us suggestions on what we should read next. We would love to hear from our listeners. If we plan a little bit of the banter, it will save a lot of bit of the editing. Okay, so <laughs> this new term he just coined. A lot of bit. A lot of bit of the <laughs> a lot of bit of editing. Not a little bit. A, a lot, lot of bit. bit. A lot of bit. <laughs> sounds like sounds like a lyric in a country song. <laughs> a lot of bit. Uh, Got some dirt and a dog and a lot of bit of beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, it's, it writes itself. <laughs> All country songs, right? <laughs> so. Right.